Hello, and welcome to the Executive Security Podcast, where we talk to CISOs and other leaders in cybersecurity about their careers. Our goal in this podcast is to help people in cybersecurity grow their careers and to inspire others to join the fight. My name is Gene Fay, and I'm the CEO of API security company ThreadX and the host of the Executive Security Podcast. Today, we are joined by Ray Espinosa. Ray has more than 15 years of experience in information security and is currently the CISO at Inspective. He has held leadership positions at numerous organizations, including Cobalt.io, Amazon, Proofpoint, and Cisco. Ray, how are you today? Doing fantastic, Gene. How are you? I'm doing well. Absolutely. Uh, we uh, a lot going on in the market, and a lot of lot of things, uh, a lot of uncertain times going on right now. But uh, in spite of that, uh, cybersecurity continues to roll forward. Uh, so the bad guys keep us busy. So I know you feel the same way. Well, we're, well, we're super excited to have you today. So maybe you could tell us a little bit your current role. I, I know it's quite new. It is quite new. I've been here almost six weeks now. I'm a VP and CISO at Inspective. Inspective is a uh, seed stage security startup focusing on vulnerability identification, primarily through bug bounty, as well as through automation based off of the years of what we've learned from bug bounty folks. How do we help close the gap and help our customers find issues programmatically and sooner and uh, with a little bit more repeatability. And my job specifically, not only do I own building and growing the security program at Inspective, I have the opportunity to own service delivery for the bug bounty program that, um, that we have, as well as drive product innovation. We're working on some really cool stuff here as well that we're going to bring here later this year, early next year, and having my hand in there as well, leading as a subject matter expert has been a ton of fun. So well, that, that sounds super exciting. And having done uh, six startups, four cybersecurity startups, I'll start with good luck and enjoy the roller coaster. Lots of fun to be had. Uh, you hit on one term that I think some of our listeners that are new to uh, cybersecurity maybe aren't familiar with, so maybe you could help define it. Uh, sure. Bug bounty. What, what does bug bounty mean? Uh, bug bounty is one way to identify vulnerabilities in somebody's assets. So if you think about many folks are... Many folks understand what a penetration test is. It's this time box test where you have these uh, super elite skilled security engineers or researchers looking for vulnerabilities across a specific set of assets. Bug bounty is fairly similar, except it's not time boxed and it doesn't necessarily have to subscribe to a specific methodology. Um, many times what you get by having uh, the power of the crowd, so to speak, by security researchers from all over the world, they all have different areas of expertise. They all can bring that to the table to check for vulnerabilities across the assets that you have. Or a security researcher may, as a part of their own work, uh, identify a vulnerability proactively and then go and seek out who's this company? Do they have a bug bounty program? Is there a possibility for me to do a responsible disclosure if they don't have bug bounty, which is just, hey, we found this issue. We want you to know and so that you can remediate or better yet for them to monetize some of their time of, you know, if I am reporting this, uh, does this qualify for a bounty? And many organizations will hold on to a pool of money to pay security researchers as a means to thank them for helping them proactively find these issues before the bad folks folks do, and it can be exploited. Right, exactly. Yeah, thank you. That's a great explanation. So it's an opportunity for people as they build up their skill sets. To, some people have a full-time or part-time job of just finding vulnerabilities, doing uh, ethical 
kind of bringing those forward. And then uh, these companies have actual money that they're paying people to help find these things. So that, that's awesome. It sounds like an exciting opportunity. So, so from the beginning, how, how did you get into cybersecurity? I feel like I lucked into it uh, to a degree. I had the honor and privilege of being asked to build eBay's first incident response and security monitoring program. They had just hired a new CISO, Dave Colinane, a good friend of mine that I had worked with on the information security team at eBay, Chad Green, had asked me, he said, you know, you have, you've been here for almost seven years. You have relationships in corporate IT. You have relationships in um, the production side. You understand how everything works. We'll teach you the security piece, but come bring that operational aspect. And I was leading infrastructure uh, engineering uh, for the Windows and Unix and core infrastructure for eBay.com. And so he was like, that all is hugely valuable. The relationships and understanding the the playing field will teach you everything else. And I, I didn't even know at the time that it was the best decision that I could have made for my career. And I learned a ton, had a ton of fun building that out, building a security operations center from scratch with a wide scale you know, follow the sun coverage, building out an incident response team and program. It was amazing. I, I had the, the opportunity and a little bit of the, uh, as an incident responder and leading that organization, having the opportunity to experience a couple of security incidents that really make it unique, challenging, fun. Don't necessarily want to get into because we're already t- talking about eBay as a whole, but just having the ability to learn some of those things and, and live through some of those with some amazing people I mean, it was fantastic. And so I really say I lucked in. There was a great group of folks there. We were able to add great uh, folks to the team and um, and it was great. Yeah. So, I mean, that's awesome that you were able to take the IT background that you had and, and apply it into cybersecurity and then ultimately roll it up into a to a CISO role. We, we see that quite often in terms of people that we talk to, but uh, most people don't start with that as a goal. Although I think some of the younger people are starting that as a goal, but uh, those that have been at it for a while, you know, they, they lucked into it. I think it's a great term in terms of uh, the way to explain it. So it was interesting. Uh, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile and preparation here, and uh, I noticed that you have the word mentor as your first uh, kind of who you are, and then it's CISO. So it seems like mentoring is really important to you. It absolutely is. I've had many folks throughout my life invest some of their own time helping me grow and develop as a human being, as well as in the professional setting as well. I had several amazing mentors early in my career. Again, eBay was a very special place for me. I spent 10 years there. I got hired when I was 21 years old. I grew up there and I was so lucky to have some amazing folks invest time in me. And one of the best pieces of advice that I had got from the first mentor that I had at eBay was Find somebody outside of technology to help you think through some of the problems that you have to challenge the way that you think. And this was from one of the senior leaders within my own organization. He's like, we already think alike. Like you've learned from me. You're fantastic. I think the world of you, but you will benefit more as a leader and as a, as a person with um, diverse thought and go and seek that out. And it was fantastic, amazing advice. Right. And uh, And I've been so lucky to have had folks continue to do that for me. And uh, I wanted to ensure that I pay it back. Uh, I also found, you know, throughout this whole journey that naturally I'm a sheepdog. I've always been a sheepdog. I've always, you know, stuck up for other folks. I was always about protecting others. It's just core to who I am. Part of protecting folks is investing in them and and paying it forward of all that time that folks have invested in me. I've made that a point to continue to uh, to take um, a fairly uh, substantial portion of the of my time and invest that in others as well, uh, both professionally 
through platforms like Torch and um, and also through, you know, within my local community, I coach high school football and I also coach um, weightlifting and strength training, investing in uh, kids in my community and being a positive role model and investing that time. It's it's hugely rewarding. I'm also a dad, uh, very proud husband and father. I have four kids. Wow. Uh, I've seen so much of their own development and, and, you know, I enjoy that so much and I get similar type of enjoyment. You know, when you, you have your kid and you teach them to ride the bike and you let go and they're like, yes, you're doing it. I get to experience that almost regularly at the high school level, you know, coaching these kids and seeing them grow and develop uh, in the weight room every morning at 7am, watching some of these kids continue to grow into who they are and being a positive role model and impact that that is it's a big part of who I am. And so I, I'm thankful that I have that opportunity to do that. So if I can, if I can invest time here professionally and in my community, it, it really just hits home with, with me and who I am. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And that, that feeling that you get of the give back. I always say I feel selfish when I mentor, when I give advice, uh, because ultimately I, I get as much joy out of giving it as I hope the people that are receiving it. And, uh, I was, uh, we just uh, did a, an episode which hasn't released yet with, uh, Tanya Jenkins from uh, uh, We Hack Purple, mm-hmm. and um, you know she has the. Uh, I'm going to mess it up, but I think it is uh, the Cybersecurity Mentor Monday on Twitter, and I've started following that. And I, I was uh, I kind of reached out to one gentleman who was looking for a job, and literally by the time I reached him, within less than an hour, he he'd received an offer, and I said, "Well, hey, why don't you still connect with my SOC manager?" you're early in your career. It's about developing your network. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's such an important part of life in general and for an area of cybersecurity that has such a need for people. uh, We that have knowledge should be more than willing to give it to encourage people to get into this uh, industry, which we know uh, has all the potential to be a very rewarding, both, uh, from a internal feeling, but also a financial rewarding role within companies. So I think that's awesome. And, And thank you for all that you give back. Absolutely. Here's a question. If you were hiring an entry-level uh, role, let's say like a SOC analyst, uh, what would you be looking for? It's a fantastic question and something that I've actually uh, had a conversation about here recently, uh, you know, kind of uh, going back to the mentor piece. I have the privilege of, of mentoring a woman through the Black Girls in Cyber program, and she's trying to figure out which direction do I want to go with my career. And, and I told her, you know, up front, I'm a little bit biased because I'm very keen to the incident response and security monitoring space because that's where I came out. But I will absolutely paint the entire picture for you. Um, but getting to know her and understanding, you know, she has the innate ability to communicate really well and build relationships with others. So I'm like, okay, that's a an extremely positive check mark for just about everything that you do. She also has a great troubleshooting mindset of whenever there's a problem, she was able to distill it down of like, what are the pieces that could possibly go into how we got here. And uh, she also has this um, this ability where she just can't let things go until she finds the answer. And I was like, I hate to admit it to you, but you are 100% what many leaders like myself look for in somebody who wants to become a security operations analyst. The technical pieces will come. I've always felt if we could put you know, uh, if we can put human beings on the moon, we can teach somebody, you know, cybersecurity and we can provide them with enough, enough knowledge to do good work. But teaching folks to have that hunger and that drive to get to a root cause, to build relationships and communicate well with others, 
Uh, I was like, I, I think this could be it for you. There, there are a couple of other things that she's also interested in. I'm trying to expose her to some of those opportunities. Super thankful. As a side note, I introduced her to a close friend of mine who's a security leader who had an open um, security uh, internship role, and she was able to land it. And uh, so I'm really excited for that. But it just goes back to that conversation of, you know, that um, I got to find the truth. I got to figure out what's going on. Some folks don't have it, and that's okay. There's plenty of different personalities and uh, and skill sets and strengths to be successful in, in security as a whole. But I find as a great uh, SOC analyst specifically, it's being able to go a level deeper and, and having that curiosity to continue to drive. Yeah, I think curiosity is one of the most common terms that we hear when we talk with CISOs like yourself. You don't come into cyber if you're looking for a regimented repeat and rinse job. Because the every day can be slightly different, and uh, if you're into that dynamic nature, it's a fantastic role. If you're looking for something that just kind of rinse and repeat, this this isn't the place for you. Uh, there's just too many moving parts to what we do day in and day out. Absolutely. So, uh, next question, and I know you hit on this a little bit, but maybe you can expand on it, or maybe pick a different one. But sure. what's the best advice that you received uh, from a boss or a mentor? Gosh, there's so much there. You know, I mentioned obviously, you know, looking outside and and diverse thought. Another piece of advice that I thought that was hugely valuable early on in my career, honestly, since I was a child, I felt like I had to be as perfect as I could possibly be to bring the, the best of myself forward. And and I I held myself at a really high level. And when I didn't get an outcome that I had hoped for, I mean, it was devastating and it would it would crush me. And I carried some of that as I continued to grow, uh, maybe not to the same extent that I did as a as a child and as a teenager, but still, you know, I was always worried of. I don't know how much risk I'm willing to take because I just can't fail. And I, I got such great advice from an early manager of failures typically lead to greater learning than some of the continued success. And at first, when I heard it, I just wasn't ready to hear it. I'm like, yeah, right. Okay, sure. Um, but I had the opportunity, like many of us, where I had the opportunity to fail. And, and in retrospect, I'm so thankful for those. I, I'm thankful that you can contain it to a degree. Hopefully a failure doesn't lead to something catastrophic, you know, and the blast radius can be contained, you know, I, as a leader. And I almost find ways, if I'm not failing to a degree here and there, you know, am I really growing? Am I really pushing myself? And, and I've learned so much from that. And, and that's one of the pieces of advice that I give to many of the folks that I mentor as well is to not be afraid, you know, to take an issue and, you know, it's, you know, definitely have caution. There was a, a great saying that they had at Amazon is if, you know, it's a one-way door where, if, uh, you know, if you make a decision and there's no going back, think twice, maybe even get some additional advice before you go. But if it's a two-way door, go through it. You know, you might fail, fail quickly, come back, figure out what you learn and then go again. And that's, it's been life-changing for me to be able to do that. It's pushed me to do more outside of work, you know, I competed in strength sports and, it, you know, kind of pushed me to go in that direction. And I, I try to give as much of that to my children and other folks that, you know, I mentor and I coach. It's amazing because it's such a great lesson. Oh, you've got yeah, that's some great guidance. I'm sure we could do an hour just on some of those uh, topics that you hit on because it uh, sounds like you got some great, great advice along the way. The last question for you, Ray, what's one of the keys to advancing a career in cybersecurity? If I had to look back and say, what's the one thing that had the largest impact on my ability to grow in my career? I would say, you know, taking the time to genuinely build relationships and maintain relationships, um, that in itself has has opened so many doors. It's, 
allowed me to develop some amazing friendships over the years. Folks that I've worked with when I was 21, 22, that you know, uh, I can still call on today for advice and, and they'll continue to call on me for advice. And throughout my career, I've worked with so many great folks I can't help it. I genuinely care about others. Maybe it's the dad in me. I've always had that strong paternal instinct, but um, I'm quick to invest in others if I feel like it's going to be a value of them. And just continuing to ask and follow up, how are you doing? Is there anything I can do to help for folks that that genuinely care and show that respect and, and that support back? It's been easy for me to continue to pour in. I would say that's probably the one thing that has has impacted my career the most. And, and it's it's also surrounded me with so many amazing people I feel blessed to have have been a part of that, but it takes time and it takes effort. All of us get busy. You know, I mentioned I, I coach and, you know, I have my day job and, you know, I like to exercise and then spend time with my family. But I feel like if I can make time for folks and if it's important, you know, I always will. And that's opened new opportunities for me throughout my career. And it's allowed me to grow and get really good feedback. Um, you know, so that I can continue to be a better person every single day going forward. And uh, without trust, without those relationships, I felt it would have been really difficult. Or maybe it just would have, longer, would have been a longer journey overall. Yeah. And I think investing in those relationships is a, is a two-way street that you see. Sometimes people don't hold up their end of the bargain. So you yeah. feel like you're giving and not necessarily receiving. Uh, but over the long term, in investing in those relationships, you talked about things you did early in your career. I know like going to the big RSA conference that's coming up here in June, I talk about going to the W Hotel and sitting at the bar you know, after five o'clock and just meeting 20, 30, 40, 50 people that I've worked with over the last uh, 20 years. And sure. uh, my, my kids laugh because I say it's like going back to college. It's, it's old home week. And uh, I know Black Hat is kind of the same same feel. And, and for those that are more tactical, DevCon. But it's, it's about you know, building those relationships because if I didn't build those relationships 20 years ago, like same with you, it's a less fulfilling uh, career. We, we can make money doing a lot of things. So if you put yourself out there and invest in, in others and, and really build true friendships, it can be a, a very, very wholesome and uh, very fulfilling, rewarding career besides just the, the money that we receive for, for doing our day jobs. You're absolutely right. And I already have been reaching out to folks and have folks reach out to me about RSA and just getting a chance to see their face after two, two years, years uh, right. of, of pandemic is amazing. We're already making plans for Black Hat and DEF CON. I mean, it's fantastic. It's the single best part of, of being there is just uh, being able to uh, see those folks continue to establish those relationships and just catch up and, you know, hear how folks' families are doing and, and whatnot. It's it's fantastic. That's awesome. Well, we wish you the best of luck uh, at Inspective. Uh, I know, again, doing startups uh, is trials and tribulations, but with all your background, I'm sure the company's in a much better position having you as their CISO, as well as having a massive impact on the product direction. Thank you very much. I mean, I'm so excited. It's such an amazing group of folks. I'm a big believer with the right folks, just about any problem can be solved. And we have an amazing team uh, on the leadership side as well as already, and we're going to continue to grow. So I feel like I'm selling car insurance. I get so excited when I talk about it here, but I, I really am excited of, about what we're doing. So it's, well, it's you great. should be. That, that's awesome. Great. Well, that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening. And thanks, Ray, for joining us and sharing his journey and his career in cybersecurity. Please join us next time for another episode of the Executive Security Podcast. Thanks a lot and have a great day. Yeah.